Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and this week we'll be kicking off our bi-weekly short segments. And we are joined by Jason Mitchell to get a crash course in how to catch walleye right now and for the next month. Well, let's just dive right into it here. So um, what are you doing uh, to, to find and catch walleye right now? You know, these fall patterns really run the gamut. I mean, it's not like there's, you know, something that works universally across the board. I mean, everywhere we go, you know, we'll run into different things. And then all obviously it depends on the timing and what stage you are into the fall. You know, uh, we get these classic fall patterns that a lot of people look forward to where we traditionally have this really good fishing. But before we get to that, a lot of times there's almost like a period of disarray where there's no pattern, where there's fish shallow, there's fish deep, there's no place that the fish feel like they have to be, and the fish can be really scattered too. And a lot of times, you know, when the water temperatures cool off, they just progressively get cooler and cooler and cooler as the fall progresses. That's when a lot of this really good stuff really sets up. And if, it, if you get a warm spell, it almost like it scatters, or, you know, like fish don't mm-hmm. know what they should be doing. But, you know, coming into this, period right now you know i've been trolling a lot of lead core you know on deep contours that's been someone's been catching a lot of fish for especially on devil's lake but uh we just filmed on cabotoma lake which is in northern minnesota part of that Boyders national park area and that's it almost feels like a canadian shield lake as far as just lots of you know pretty good water visibility lots of classic deep rock structure and it was really a, a jig and a middle bite but what was interesting is Something that they've been dealing with all year up there is there's a tremendous walleye population, tremendous smallmouth bass population, and there's, for whatever reason, there's just a lot of food for the fish to eat. I mean, the number of the, the amount of uh, young of the year perch and spot tail shiners. I mean, there's just that was something that people were commenting all year up there on was just there's bait fish everywhere. I mean, these fish have so much to eat, and well, that can make really tough fishing conditions at times. And uh, one of the things that we saw up there was just how almost like the fish were lethargic where if you got too aggressive, the fish just didn't want nothing to do with it. But if you just hung a jig over the side and just dragged it or hung it and hanged it straight up and down vertical and mm-hmm. did nothing with it, like I'm talking like a double hook minnow that was dead, those fish would just swim up to it slowly and, and hang on it and suck it in. You know, yeah. and so we end up catching some really nice fish up there doing that. And it was interesting, you know, we use jigging wraps, for example, or glide baits in the fall, you know, tika minnows, things like that, uh, shiver minnows, you know, they, where you're, you know, concentrating on a specific isolated piece of structure and you're either vertically fishing or you're casting to those fish. And then we're doing a lot of trolling, you know, there's a lot of different techniques that we're doing, but, you know, here's something where, you know, we tried some of that stuff and it just, we just couldn't catch fish doing it, where you just hang a dead minnow over the side and, and you catch fish, you know, so you know, there's always things to learn <laughs> or, or sometimes you learn something that you forget about it, and then 10 years later, you got to go back to it. You know? Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, it seems yeah. kind of, we're just in that calm before the storm stage of fall fishing where it's like, it's not really summer fishing anymore, but it's not quite fall yet. So yeah, it, it definitely can be a little yep. bit difficult. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this segment. Like a lot of people have questions out there. So why not, why not talk to a guy that's out there all the time? Well, you know, the thing about fall fishing is, you know, the best fishing is very, very good. It's some of the best fishing of the year, and it happens every year. And a lot of times, some of the very best fall fishing, in my opinion, happens kind of late. I mean, later than what most people are fishing. I mean, when it gets really cold and miserable to be out there and it's getting towards the end, a lot of times that's when we have our very best fishing. But there's also some really tough stretches in the fall, too, especially that 
kind of that pre-fall where you're kind of in that in-between zone between summer and fall. You know, that's, you know, that's when we're really seeing fish scattered. Like the, you know, we joke that the pattern is there is no pattern. You catch a fish here, you catch a fish there, and hopefully you catch enough of them during the day where they add up. But yeah. um, when they are scattered like that, I really like to troll cranks. I like to really pull lead core. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it isn't so much trying to find this secret spot where you go for two hours without catching a fish and all of a sudden you find them and you catch 10 in 10 minutes. It's kind of a grind where you maybe you average a fish or two an hour, you know, and that's kind of how, you know, I try to slow down in, in areas and, and you catch a fish or maybe hit a waypoint, but that waypoint doesn't mean as much as other times of the year because the next fish you catch might be say an hour later and it might be, uh, you know, 300 yards away, you know, and, you almost have to kind of wrap your head around that and have that mentality where, okay, I'm going to set out and I'm not looking for a magic spot. I'm just looking for an area I can grind on and average a fish an hour. And I always thought, you know, I mean, that doesn't sound very glamorous, a fish an hour, but I always thought, you know, if you can average a fish an hour and then maybe have that one window where you have an hour where you catch three, well, that ends up being a pretty good day. I mean, you got 10, 12 fish that day, you know, assuming you're catching, you know, respectable fish that you're after, you know, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the program for me a lot of times in the fall, you know, especially when the fish are scattered. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, if the, if the fish are scattered, cover some ground and, you know, just grind it out. So say like, uh, you know, a month from now, once fish start developing into some more fall patterns, what sort of, uh, structures and methods are you using to target them then? You know, it really depends on where I'm at, but there's a couple of things that come to mind, you know, really sharp breaking, uh, structure like whether it's off an old river channel on a reservoir or uh, on other lakes or other fisheries it might be a current situation for example you know as much of a community spot the bridges are in devil's lake they get pretty good in, later in the fall i mean you can go out there and catch some fish and whenever you have current whether it's a bottleneck between two islands and even if it's wind driven or if you have a incoming tributary or Sometimes we'll have some moisture or precipitation in the fall where, you know, like on Devil's Lake, some of the coolies start to run and you get back up into Pelican and stuff and there's some current coming through some areas. That'll load up with fish in the fall. And so current is a big one. And even on river systems or lakes and reservoirs that have a river, you know, you'll have what you know, people used to call it a mock fall run or whatever where fish would move up in the fall. And I remember years ago, people thought that, you know, the walleyes are practicing. I don't think fish practice anything. I think they they spawn and they eat and then they live to spawn another year. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. think they practice. I think it's a deal where like when fish run up into the rainy river or some years we'll have pretty good fishing right in the river in Bismarck, you know, where fish are coming up on a lake Hawaii. It's typically it's a bait uh, scenario where, you know, you have spot tail shiners moving up into winter in a river. And if there's enough spot tail shiners moving up into that system, the walleyes are right there with them. You know, another classic, uh, pattern or location if you will is just you know you got your deep isolated rock structure whether it's a rock reef in deep water or the a big prominent deep point that comes out into the into the basin you know and you've got you know rock or hard bottom it seems like those locations are classic fall spots that are pretty good on a lot of different lakes and so that hard bottom you know deep structure sharp breaks, uh, current. I mean, those are some things, but then there's other stuff that pops up too. You know, sometimes we find some fish shallow too, you know, especially around current after dark on some lakes. But, uh, you know, some of my best memories are, you know, fishing from waders. I mean, you don't always need a boat even where, you know, like there was a, you know, like a causeway where there was current coming through a box culvert and, uh, you know, the walleyes would come in there and you'd stand there and cast, 
you know, floating rapalos and rattle traps and stuff like that after dark, you know, and, and catch some really big fish, you know, and that's in three, four feet of water, you know. Mm-hmm. So not all the patterns are deep. Uh, I think a lot of patterns are deep, but there's also some really good shallow stuff happening as well. You know, the other thing that happens in the fall is a lot of the whitefish species, whether it's tulabies, ciscos, whitefish, you know, they'll move up shallow in the fall over hard bottom areas to spawn. And so like, there's a lot of lakes in Minnesota, for example, there's a lot of tulabies or ciscos, and when they move up shallow on that rock to spawn, you know, the walleyes will be right there with them. And a lot of times that can be a big fish pattern, you know, and so, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, sometimes what's old is new in the sense that a lot of spots that are areas that kind of seem like good springtime spots can sometimes fire back up in the fall, you know, and sometimes the weeds can be good in the fall, even though people say, oh, the weeds are dying. You know, there's still green weeds at first ice, there's still green weeds in the winter, you know, and so if you can find like good stands of cabbage in the fall, uh, there's times where the weed game can be the best thing around. It's like everything is changing so dramatically, but the weeds are consistent and stable, and the weeds are the one thing that aren't, isn't changing dramatically, and sometimes the weeds can uh, be pretty good, especially early fall, you know, and so there's a lot of different things you can do. I mean, I wish it was easier or simpler than that. But um, everywhere you go, you, you run into different stuff, too. You know, no lake fish is the same as another lake either, you know. so. Yep. You just kind of got to look at look at the contour map, see what uh, see what hand you have dealt and then and then fish accordingly. So just a, a couple of last questions for you. So you mentioned deep structure and you mentioned, you know, current and then you mentioned weed lines. Like what's your favorite lure presentation for each of those three types of structure? Well, it can vary. Um, obviously, you can't go wrong with a jig and a minnow. You can't go wrong with, a, a, say, a live bait rig and a chub in the fall. A lot of times we're using big baits in the fall, especially to catch big fish. That's kind of an old uh, cliche with fishing, big baits in the fall. And there's some truth to that. Uh, the, the wide baits like the jing wraps and the shiver minnows, uh, tika minnows, those can be really good, especially when you're chasing fish below or off the side of your bowl with your electronics. That's all really effective. Uh, if the fish are scattered out on big long contours, or if the fish are moving up and down in a reservoir, you know, pulling either deep diving baits, uh, say like a reef runner or a tail dancer, you know, long lining it or running cranks on planer or on uh, lead core and snap weights. I mean, that's something that, you know, the spots are big and long. Yeah, if your spot's a mile long, don't try to jig wrap it, troll it. Mm-hmm, if your spot's the size of a two car garage, you know, drop it something below the boat. But, uh, that's another option. You know, with the weed lines, you know, I'm, I like to run bottom vaulters and short snells and spinners along weed lines. Sometimes I'll rig it with, with chubs. Uh, it depends on where you're at, what state you're in or what lake you're on. And then, you know, running uh, long stick baits, you know, even over the tops of the weeds, you know, over the tops of shallow running, like say like a number 11 Rapala, Husky Jerk, Selmo Sting, uh, you know, some type of a jerk bait, you know, trolling those shallow over hard, especially if you have that hard bottom weed combo where if it's kind of like a marbled cake where you have patches of rock, patches of cabbage or coontail, and patches of sand and rock. When you get that mix, that's kind of magical. I mean, in the fall, you get you know some of these big prominent flats that drop off into deep water. Those fish move up on that shallow flat, and uh, especially in the fall, and uh, that could be a really good program too. But, you know, the other thing about the fall that's worth pointing out is you don't have to overthink it. Some of the best fishing each fall happens on big community spots. Those are really, really good fall fishing locations. Everybody knows it, right? And still nobody's out there. Everybody's hunting. They're hunting pheasants or whatever. Or maybe they've had enough fishing for the year. But uh, don't overthink it. You know, that's that's one thing that's kind of beautiful about the fall. 
Yep, absolutely. A lot of beautiful things about fall and fishing is definitely one of them. So, all right, Jason, thank you for your time and knowledge. We appreciate it. And, you know, best of luck out there on the water and in the field. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.